Hello everyone! Welcome to Thoughts on Being Human. This is episode 3 and I can't wait to get started. So let's jump right into it. So before we get started, I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit of a funny story. Turns out this entire time, my microphone that I got for recording these podcasts hasn't actually been recording. It's just been the built-in microphone in the computer that's been picking up my voice as I sit here talking into the microphone. Technology is not my strong suit, uh, so I'm going to resist the urge to go back and re-record episode one and two with the microphone. I am human, I'm not perfect, so with that, we'll get into episode three. Just as the seasons change, we also go through internal energetic cycles, and it's important to work with and honor where you are in the cycle. There are times where we need to rest and recuperate after intense periods of growth or creativity. In the quiet times of reflection and relaxation, we build up our energy reserves for the next new idea we plan to execute or dream we want to fulfill. If we fail to honor this natural period of stillness and continue to push forward with all our might, we will ultimately exhaust ourselves. Just as no flower blooms continuously, no human can go nonstop without breaks. Cycles of creation are therefore naturally followed by cycles of healing and resting. Give yourself permission to be wherever you are in the process. Sometimes our partner or friends may be in a different part of the cycle than us, and that's okay. Just because someone's starting off on a new business venture while you're hibernating at home, reading and napping, doesn't mean they're doing better than you. You're simply in the resting phase and will eventually transition into creating once you've replenished. You may be thinking, I wonder where I am in this cycle. So let's go through each phase and discuss how we can honor where we are or help ourselves if we get stuck. Let's start with the idea phase. This is where seeds are planted. I know when I'm in this phase because I'll be lying in bed at night and all sorts of creative ideas will flood into my mind. This is exactly how this podcast was born and years ago the idea to write a book. In this phase, there's a creative buzz happening. Our mind is open to receiving universal inspiration and messages. It may be overwhelming if there's lots of ideas that keep coming in, so make sure you spend some time writing them down. This is an exciting part of the cycle to be in. You may even feel a zest for life along with all these new ideas. Let yourself receive them. Don't push them away or talk yourself out of even contemplating any of them. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic. She says, when an idea thinks it has found somebody who might be able to bring it into the world, the idea will pay you a visit. It will try to get your attention. Mostly, you'll not notice. This is likely because you're so consumed by your own dramas, anxieties, distractions, insecurities, and duties that you aren't receptive to inspiration. But sometimes, rarely but magnificently, there comes a day when you're open and relaxed enough to actually receive something. The idea will start to do its work on you. It will send the universal physical and emotional signals of inspiration. The chills up your arms, the hair standing on the back of your neck, the nervous stomach, the buzzy thoughts. 
that feeling of falling into obsession. This idea will not leave you alone until it has your fullest attention. And then, in a quiet moment, it will ask, Do you want to work with me? So not only is it important to remain open and receptive, but to get rid of the distractions so that you can actually detect the ideas. You may be thinking, but Haley, I never get any inspirational ideas. We cannot receive these ideas when we're holding on to or suppressing emotion. We won't hear our ideas if we're constantly worried about failure or rethinking all our past mistakes. Or even if we're always super busy, we will miss the signals. If you're in need of some creativity and inspiration, practice some meditation, do some journaling, book a weekend away in a cabin in the woods without Wi-Fi or cell service, and simply be. Be without distractions and the responsibilities of your everyday life and let the ideas come in. I've had times where I'll literally lie on the floor with my arms out wide, palms upwards, and say out loud, universe, send me a sign, send me something, I'm ready to receive. Once you've got your idea and you're clear that it's the seed you want to plant, it's time to start nurturing it, tending to it, and putting your energy into letting it grow. This leads us into our next phase, growing roots. Now, before we get into this phase, I want to touch on our ability to choose an idea. Many of us are unfortunately paralyzed with fear and indecision that we never commit to planting any seeds, but we just keep holding them in our hands or we may even pass them off to someone else and say, here, you plant this. I get it. It can be scary to actually commit to exploring an idea and taking the next steps to start to bring it into reality. But honestly, what is the worst that can happen? We begin and then lose interest. We disappoint ourselves because we fail at following through with the idea. Maybe we let someone else down or we procrastinate and a year later, nothing's been done. All of these situations are things we can survive. This early on in the cycle, there's minimal risk in deciding you want to plant that seed and start to work towards creating something. So just go for it. Step into the next phase. In this next phase, we start research. We gather information and develop a plan. We may discuss our idea with those close to us. We slowly start to lay down the foundation work upon which our idea can be built. We're giving our little seed enough water and sunlight and nutrients so that it can start to grow roots. The hardest part of this phase is being patient. This phase requires a lot of behind-the-scenes work. You'll have to carve out time in your day to support your idea and create some momentum. It can be super frustrating because we don't actually get to see any visible progress. The seed doesn't begin to sprout in this phase, but beneath the surface, it is growing roots. I definitely get impatient during this part of the cycle because once I have an idea, I want to bring it forth right away. I want to see that seed not only sprout, but have a beautiful blooming flower in only two days. So please, do not get discouraged when you feel like you're not making any progress or don't have anything to show for all that work you're doing. Be patient. Be kind with yourself. The roots are growing. It is essential to grow a solid, broad, and vast root system on which you can support a healthy plant. There's an old Chinese proverb that exemplifies this idea. Imagine you've been given a Chinese bamboo tree seed. Imagine you plant that seed. You know that you need to keep the seed perfectly watered and at the perfect temperature for it to germinate. 
after you plant the seed, you spend the first year carefully watering the soil over the seed and carefully monitoring the temperature. Nothing happens. All you see is a patch of dirt. Then it's the second year, and again, you water that patch of ground with great care. Still nothing. Just dirt. Into year three, you give the seed the same diligent care, but your plant is still just dirt. Now you're heading into the fourth year and you're feeling discouraged. Like you must have done something wrong because all you see is dirt. Your neighbors, friends, and family members may even ask why you keep tending to that patch of dirt when there's clearly nothing there. But you keep doing it despite their comments. It's now the fifth year of watering and monitoring your tiny seed. And finally, there's a sprout. And not just any sprout. This sprout does an amazing thing. The sprout bursts with life and grows 80 feet tall in just six weeks. How is this possible, people may think. Well, the question isn't, did this bamboo tree grow 80 feet in six weeks? It's, did it grow 80 feet in five years and six weeks? The five years were crucial for your seed to grow a strong root system that could support the intense growth. With your diligent care, the roots were slowly expanding, even when it appeared to you from the surface like nothing was happening. So do not give up. Do not get impatient and frustrated and decide to quit. In this phase, things do not move fast. Nobody sees immediate results. You may only see dirt for a long time. But if you have the determination and faith to keep working on your idea, you know that below the surface, roots are growing. All the doubters only see the dirt and may even remind you often that that's all they see. Hang in there. The journey in this phase may be long, but the transformation will be beautiful. You'll know you're moving into the next phase when you start to see that sprout. It's so exciting. It may be your first lead in a new business, your first draft of a book, or breaking ground to build the house of your dreams. Once the sprout has shown itself, we will gain a second wave of energy and motivation. This only reaffirms that all our hard work is paying off. One piece of advice in this phase is to keep tending to the idea. Don't just sit there staring at your sprout and forget to take care of it. Yes, it's important to celebrate the little wins, but we must also remain focused and clear on what we must continue to do. If we're able to do this, our sprout will continue to grow. Don't get distracted by other seeds that come into your mind. Simply say, thank you, but I'm working on something else right now. Write it down and set the seed aside. As your sprout grows, you'll also need to be more adaptable. You'll have new elements to deal with. Maybe some garden pests, strong winds, or new hazards. Be flexible to these new challenges. Take the time to tend to yourself during this phase so that you can handle the changes. In sprouting, there's softness and vulnerability, but there's also the potential for expansion and growth. As this idea continues to come into reality, your sprout begins to transform into a plant. It's stronger. Your idea is truly manifesting, and there is a huge sense of relief. Look what I did! There's a sense of pride and exhilaration. If you allow yourself to feel these positive emotions, it will only add to the plant's growth. Don't be afraid or think from a scarcity mentality that suddenly this plant will die. I remember when I had been in practice for a year and a half, I was finally able to quit my two side jobs 
and support myself with only my acupuncture practice. It was a huge moment for me. My plant was healthy and thriving, but I still had this voice in my head saying, well, what if people just stop coming to you? I found the best way to deal with this fear was to take the next step. So I took a big step and got my own treatment space. Sometimes if we want that plant to start blooming, we need to take a risk. And that's what I did because I not only wanted flowers, but I wanted fruit. So in this phase of the cycle, we may be faced with some scary decisions that will be risky. These risks are definitely larger than the ones in the beginning when we decided to plant that seed. There's more at risk here because we don't want to damage or kill this plant we have grown. So in this phase, we must create space for clarity. We must be clear on our values so the idea grows in alignment with them. We must remain grounded in our strong sense of self because now that your neighbors, friends, and family can see your plant growing, they'll offer their advice. Don't let their words sway you or worry you. You can listen graciously, but trust that you ultimately know what to do to keep this plant alive. You have nurtured it thus far, and it is thriving. You may need to ask for help if there are things you come up against that you don't know the answer to or that you can't do alone, and that's okay. You'll know who to ask because you're the caregiver of this idea. While creating my treatment space, I couldn't do it alone. I needed the help from many people, and in particular my dad. He had the tools and abilities to create and design space that I lacked. For some of you at this stage of the cycle, you may need to ask for financial support to take your idea to the next step. Don't be afraid to reach out. Just because you need the help doesn't mean you're a failure or not doing a good job. We can't bring our ideas into fruition without the help of others. Finally, the day is here. A bud has formed and wow, is there a better feeling than watching its delicate petals unfold? Is there anything more beautiful than being present for that glorious moment when the flower fully opens and reveals its vibrancy to the world? This is it. Your seed has turned into a flower. That little idea that came knocking in your head is now not only a thriving plant, but it is blooming. Soak up the beauty of this moment. For me, this moment was a tipping point. Suddenly, I was fully booked for months in advance. My flower had bloomed and I felt this incredible wave hit me. It felt almost surreal. I had to just double check to make sure this was actually happening. You may have to blink to make sure this flower is not just an apparition. Allow this vase to fill your chest with warmth and love. Express gratitude to those who helped you, those who continue to support you, and embrace the beautiful moment that you have created. What also makes this phase more spectacular is the knowledge that it will eventually transition. The flower petals will eventually fall, just as the leaves do in autumn, and we must learn to let go. This phase can be a bit painful if you resist, but no, I want this flower to bloom forever, you may think. So just remember, nature has a cycle. Everything has a time and place. We cannot control this cycle. Just as the crops are harvested, we shift into the phase of rest and recovery. Amidst all of the work that it took to cultivate our idea, we may not have been aware of how depleted we are. It's simply not sustainable to stay in the phase forever. We'll burn ourselves out. Following the harvest comes the time to let the field lay fallow. This is a time for rest, for directing our energy inwards again. 
for tuning into our needs and filling up our energy tank that was slowly drained in the growing of our crops. Now for me, this is the hardest phase in the cycle. I resist the quiet folding inwards, but I don't want to slow down. It's much more exciting to tend to my garden, watching things grow and being in awe of all the beautiful flowers. Ah, but my dear, there is beauty in this phase as well. This is where you let the soil regenerate to support next year's seeds. You cannot keep planting in the same soil for it will become depleted just as your body will if you do not give it adequate time to recharge. So please be gentle with yourself. This downtime serves a purpose that is crucial in our life. Yes, I know we have this continual desire to seek something, to work towards something. If we aren't doing that, we're wasting our time, but this is simply not true. In the book, Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times, Catherine May writes, Not only is hibernating, healing, and regrouping an essential part of life, but slowing down, resting, and letting your spare time expand are how we will ultimately accept sadness. Nature shows us that. Without winter, there would be no spring. We cannot escape or try to reroute around this seemingly dormant phase in the cycle. We must embrace this period in life when the petals fall, as it is necessary to let go and be still. If we can do this and tend to ourselves, the possibilities for growth come spring will not only be much greater, but when you're ready for those new ideas to start pouring in again, they'll come in loud and clear. It is not selfish or unproductive to take time to rest and recover. Deep in the phase is the opportunity to reflect, rejuvenate, and repair so that we're ready to start planting new seeds when the next phase arrives. So please do not wish that it was summer while you're in the depths of winter. In doing so, you'll only create tension and resistance in the body. You'll also miss out on all the beauty surrounding you in the stillness and quietness of winter. During this past year, the pandemic has created a forced period of stillness for all of us. So do not feel guilty if you're not being productive. Allow yourself to do nothing. The always-on lifestyle was clearly not serving us well. It's psychologically and emotionally draining. In our culture, we've skipped this phase of recovery for too long, and now the pandemic has brought it back for all of us. And honestly, we all could use a little bit more rest and time to regenerate. Sometimes doing absolutely nothing is the best thing we can do for ourselves and our health. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. No matter what phase you're in, I hope you can embrace it and begin to sense the rise and fall of your own energetic cycles. That's it for now. I'm Haley, and those are my thoughts on being human.